Get Sleepy is a production of Slumber Studios and is made possible thanks to the generous support of our sponsors and premium members. If you'd like to listen ad-free and access weekly bonus episodes, extra long stories, and our entire back catalogue, you can try out Premium free for seven days by following the link in the episode notes. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. I'm your host, Thomas. Thanks so much for being here. Tonight's story was written by Alicia Stephan, and I'll be reading it to you. We'll enjoy a peaceful nighttime journey with Ellie, who wakes to find herself an honored guest in a truly magical Christmas village. Even as an adult, Ellie discovers that holiday dreams really can come true, if you let yourself believe they are possible. Get Sleepy Premium is the very best way to listen to the show. As a premium supporter, you'll have access to our entire catalogue of over 650 stories and meditations. There are tons of extra-long episodes and series stitches on there too, and everything is completely ad-free. Thursday nights are extra special, because that's when we release our weekly premium bonus episodes for all our supporters. Tomorrow, Heather will be reading to us, as we join a girl named Sabrina enjoying a snow day high up in the mountains. The first seven days of your premium subscription are free, and you can cancel at any time. You can also gift a subscription to a friend or loved one this Christmas, or any time of the year. For more information on all of our plans and on gift subscriptions, visit getsleepy.com support, or just follow the link in the show notes. Thanks so much, everyone. Okay, my friends, it's time to settle in and cozy up. So make sure you're comfortable and warm in your bed, easing into the moment with a few deep breaths. I hope you're feeling peaceful, both in body and mind but I do understand if you're not quite there yet. There may be one or two, perhaps several thoughts racing about in your mind. It's not a pleasant feeling when you're trying to settle down, but it is very common. Our minds are designed to problem solve and action plan, but now's just not the time that we want them to be doing that. As our story tonight has a wintry, festive theme, I thought I'd complement that theme in this wind down. If your mind is indeed a tad busy, I'd like you to visualize yourself standing outside, all wrapped up in winter clothing, somewhere peaceful and away from the busy roads or built-up areas. Take a moment to just consider where you are. While you stand in this quiet spot, a gentle snowfall begins to drift down from the clouds above. The snow is light and charming as it softly floats down and lands on the ground around you.
Imagine now that your hands are in a pair of warm black gloves. Standing in this spot, put one of your hands out in front of you with your palm outstretched, facing up to the sky. Every now and then, one of those beautiful, unique snowflakes lands on your glove. Watch each one for a brief moment, acknowledging its presence for a few seconds. And then, see it gently melt and disappear as the warmth of your glove turns it to liquid form. Now, I want you to imagine any of those thoughts that are lingering in your mind to be just like these snowflakes. Each time a thought drifts into view, watch it for a moment. But after a few seconds, that thought can melt and disappear, absorbed by a feeling of warmth and comfort that you're harnessing within. One by one, the snowflakes of thought land on your glove, watching as they softly melt and disappear, leaving your mind quieter, free to enjoy the pleasant story I'm about to tell. A magical adventure and a restful night of sleep are on their way to ease your mind and recharge your spirit. It's time to begin our story. Ellie couldn't wait to spend the evening visiting her great-auntie Jane. As she walked down the tree-lined avenue of the city street, a few snowflakes blew past her. The temperatures were frosty today. It was the perfect weather for spending the night in her aunt's cozy apartment catching up over a hot mug of cocoa. This annual holiday visit was a much-loved tradition for both Ellie and Jane. After a lovely evening by the fire, Ellie would sleep over in her auntie's spare room. Then, she would have a festive holiday breakfast with Jane in the morning. She wouldn't miss it for the world, and looked forward to it every year. Ellie pulled her scarf up over her nose as the gusty December winds met her head on. She didn't have much further to go. Her auntie's grand old apartment building rose up ahead on the corner. It was ten stories tall 
and flaunt it the grand style of yesteryear. Elaborate masonry decorated the exterior with elegant details. Spaced evenly along the sidewalks of the avenue, massive old trees spread their boughs to the sky. Approaching this corner where Jane lived always gave Ellie the feeling she had traveled back in time. Climbing the short, wide steps to the entryway of the building, Ellie pushed inside. As she opened the door, the wind ushered in a few lingering fallen leaves in a swirling cyclone. Once she was in the hall, she stood in front of the old-fashioned directory on the wall. All the names of all the tenants were posted next to fancy doorbells. Choosing her auntie's name, she pushed the pearly button for apartment 9C and waited for the little beep that would tell her the security door had been released, allowing her inside. She didn't have to wait long. In moments, she was standing in the old elevator, slowly traveling upward. This was a lift that was never in a hurry. Ellie smiled to herself, thinking about how many people had ridden in this elevator over the decades. When the doors slid open on the ninth floor, Ellie's auntie was already waiting for her, with her door open and a broad smile across her face. She was delighted to welcome her niece and ushered her right inside. Ellie stopped to shed her warm coat and all her other winter things inside the hallway. After hanging them on one of the pegs there, she stepped into the living room with a sense of anticipation. Jane was one of those people who loved the holidays, and her apartment always showed it. Each year, she spent many hours putting up her beloved Christmas decorations. Her tree was covered in ornaments that dated as far back as the 1950s, and she still used the strings of huge colored lights that were popular decades ago. Jane was a music teacher. The glossy black top of her grand piano was covered in festive cards from students past and present. The most amazing part of Jane's holiday decorations, however, was her incredibly detailed model Christmas village, which was spread out on white cotton snow under her tree. The village stretched for many yards, and she had added to it over the years. Every house, car, and figurine was part of an elaborate story in this magical model village, and Jane delighted in telling the tale to any children who came to visit. Ellie had always been awestruck by the elaborate fantasy as a little girl. 
She had grown up thinking of the Christmas village as one of the best stories of her holiday. As they got situated on the comfy sofa, Ellie found herself wondering what had been added to the village this year. As she and her auntie Jane chatted about their latest news and shared some stories, Ellie found herself gazing at the cozy looking scene with so many pieces she knew by heart. There was the train station, where travellers stood eternally poised for arrival or departure. And over there was the high street of town, where busy villagers shopped, visited the post office, and exchanged greetings on the snowy pavements. Slightly set back from the street was the village green and the sledding hill where a Christmas tree sparkled and two little figures skated on the frozen pond. Here and there, making little trips, were antique cars and trucks some containing tiny wrapped presents. Ellie couldn't resist this fairy tale Hamlet. Ever since she was a child, it had made her feel transported to a magical place. Auntie Jane brought her a cup of hot chocolate complete with two big marshmallows. Setting it down next to a plate of cookies, she followed Ellie's gaze to the village. With a sparkle in her eye, she offered to show her the latest addition to the town. Ellie happily knelt down next to the village and challenged herself to spot the new building. It took a few moments, but she found it. She declared triumphantly that it was the sweet shop. Jane clapped her hands approvingly and settled back in a nearby armchair while Ellie continued to eagerly survey the cottony landscape under the tree. The sweet shop was now the last store at the end of the high street, at the opposite end from the train station and the village green. A small figure of a woman stood outside with an even tinier figure of a child next to her. They were looking at the windows, as if discussing what they would buy. Ellie's eye travelled down the street to the general store. She knew the little boy named Danny and his dog Buddy would be outside peeking in the window. She liked to think he was scouting out potential Christmas presents. After scrutinizing the village for a little while longer, Ellie returned to her corner of the sofa and slowly drank her hot chocolate, savoring small bits of cookie between sips. Meanwhile, she proudly walked her auntie through the story of the town, showing that she remembered almost every detail of the festive scene. The night darkened outside the windows, 
and eventually, Ellie and Jane realized that their mugs were empty, and the cookies had been eaten. Soon, they both found themselves politely yawning at the same time, and laughed. It was time to turn in for the night. Ellie made her way down the narrow hall to the snug little guest bedroom, which she'd slept in many times. A queen-sized white iron bed filled most of the room with an antique oak dresser. Next to the bed, a sweet little side table providing everything else she might need. She'd loved this luxurious retreat as a child. The bed was piled with lots of big, downy pillows. She'd brought only a simple overnight bag with her, so it wasn't long before she was in her soft pajamas snuggling down into the covers. As she rested her cheek on the crisp, cool white pillowcase, Ellie watched the snowflakes swirling around the window pane, lit by the tall streetlights from below. The motion of the snow was mesmerizing. It made her think of scenes from a ballet, as if a hundred little dancers spun in frothy tutus. Without even realizing it, she dozed off to the light sound of the snow pattering against the glass. As imperceptibly as she had transitioned into sleep, she was slowly awakened. She had an odd feeling that she was moving, rocking ever so slightly back and forth. Then she realized she was hearing a tick-tock, tick-tock in the background. In her slightly fuzzy state, she thought to herself that she hadn't recalled Auntie Jane having a grandfather clock. Then, more clearly, that her aunt certainly didn't have a grandfather clock. Opening her eyes, she was amazed to see that the scene outside her window was no longer of the snow, nine floors above street level. Instead, she was at ground level, where a train platform was sliding very slowly into view. Looking down at herself, she realized she was not in her bed at all. Rather, she was sitting in her pajamas on a velvet train seat in an otherwise empty carriage. The movement came to a gentle halt. Surveying her surroundings in disbelief, Ellie looked at her hands and then touched them to the window. As she did so, a small girl on the platform waved back at her extended palm as if in greeting. Not only could Ellie see the platform, but the people on the platform could see her. Just then, 
the door to the carriage slid open to reveal a conductor. He was wearing spectacles and had his cap at a stylish angle. This is your stop, ma'am, he said cheerfully. Still confused, Ellie asked what stop that might be. Well, it's Holiday Haven, of course, he responded with a grin. Rising from her seat, Ellie looked around her. There was no luggage at all in the compartment. The conductor seemed to note her concern. Don't worry, you won't need any luggage. Everything you could want is here. Then, tipping his hat politely, he disappeared down the carriage. Walking barefoot down the length of the carriage, Ellie reached the end and peered out onto the platform. A few people stood in small clusters here and there, happily chatting. Some had luggage, and others seemed to be meeting travelers or dropping them off. The little girl who had waved to Ellie was enthusiastically talking to the station attendant. He seemed enormously entertained by whatever she was saying. Stepping onto the concrete platform, Ellie was surprised to find that her bare feet didn't even feel cold. Strangely, everyone here was dressed warmly in old-fashioned cloaks and coats with hats and mufflers, but all Ellie felt was an invigorating freshness, the kind you smell in the air when fresh snow is coming. She wasn't the least bit chilly. As she tentatively walked across the platform, a few people nodded at her with a smile. Nobody seemed to think her pajamas seemed at all out of place. This filled Ellie with a sense of adventure. She had a feeling she knew what she would see when she exited the train station. It was all rather familiar. Emerging into the street, she saw that she was correct. Looking left and right, she could identify every shop. Old-fashioned cars occasionally drove by, although not so many as to outnumber the pedestrians. She turned right and walked down the street, peeking into the festive shop windows which were decorated for the Christmas season. The bakery was her first stop. Able to see into the window for the first time in her life, she saw that it was more marvelous than she could have imagined. The centerpiece of the display was a luscious cake that stood three layers high. It was frosted with white buttercream and covered in perfectly formed sugar decorations that resembled holly and berries. The cookies in the window were no less amazing 
each one was simply enormous, and they were perfectly decorated to resemble all sorts of wintry delights. Snowmen, stars, reindeer, and gingerbread people lay enticingly in a pretty basket, iced to perfection. It was as if the baker never made a mistake. A variety of decadent cupcakes stood on a tall stand nearby. She spotted chocolate, vanilla, and red velvet right away. Looking at all this, she realized she was hungry. She walked into the bakery and was immediately immersed in the delicious smells of gingerbread and brown sugar. As she neared the counter, she was greeted by the shopkeeper, who called her by name, like they were old friends. Ellie, what can I get for you today? she said. Ellie surveyed the display counter, nearly unable to decide. Then she pointed to the cupcake stand and asked if she might have a chocolate one. The woman smiled from ear to ear and winked knowingly. Your favorite, she responded, handing it to her carefully. Ellie stood a bit uncertainly, wondering if payment would be requested. But the woman merely waved gaily at her and told her to come back again very soon. Ellie waved goodbye, smiled to herself, and took a huge bite of the cupcake as she returned to the street. It was absolutely delicious. The chocolate icing was both sweet and salty, and it melted in her mouth like a cloud of sweetness. She was feeling more festive by the moment. Carrying her cupcake with her, Ellie moved on to see what was inside the general store. This was a building that had been in Jane's Christmas village ever since Ellie could remember. Just as they always had been, little Danny and his dog Buddy were outside. Hello, Danny. Ellie said to the boy brightly. He turned to her and smiled. Look, buddy, he said to his dog. Ellie is here. Ellie leaned over and patted the little dog on the head. It sat politely, but wiggled back and forth with excitement. Ellie asked Danny what he was doing today. He told her he was waiting there to walk his sister home from the ice skating rink. Turning back to the window of the general store, he pointed at a model train slowly circling the display and exclaimed to Ellie how marvelous it was. Indeed, Ellie agreed, finding the train delightful. Danny whispered to her that he had asked for it as a Christmas gift. 
crossing her fingers in front of him. Ellie said she hoped he'd get what he wished for. Danny smiled and nodded his head confidently. He knew he had been very good that year. Ellie told Danny that she was going into the store and waved goodbye, saying she might see him in a little while at the skating rink. She pushed open the front door, and a small silver bell rang to announce her entrance. A smartly dressed man behind the counter looked up from a ledger and greeted her by name. Nodding a friendly hello in response, she looked around the interior of the store. It was just as she had imagined. Dark wooden shelves rose along the walls to the ceiling, which was covered in punched tin tiles. Each part of the shop had its purpose. Bolts of cloth in a rainbow of colors were neatly arranged in one corner. Grocery staples such as flour and sugar were carefully shelved in another. Boxes full of sewing essentials, household tools, and all manner of useful items could be seen in tidy displays. No space was wasted. Ellie got the feeling that she could find just about anything she needed in the charming store. As she was about to leave, the owner called out to her and held out a soft green scarf. You'll be needing this, he said kindly. She took it and thanked him. He waved at her as if it was nothing, and she left the store behind her, winding the pretty scarf loosely around her neck. It matched her pajamas perfectly. Danny was gone when she came outside, but she could see a woman and a little girl in front of the new sweet shop. They went inside before she got to the shop, but their spot at the window was quickly taken by a jolly cluster of children. They were soon pointing at various items in the window display and giggling amongst themselves. As she walked up, they greeted her. Hello, Ellie, they chorused. Ellie couldn't hide her smile and asked them what they were talking about. It seemed they were debating the virtues of various sweets. The display was truly a mouth-watering one. Striped candy canes spilled merrily from an enormous jar. Some were just red and white, while others also had green stripes. Large glass containers also featured pretty wrapped lollipops. Just looking at them, Ellie was fairly sure she could identify butterscotch and peppermints. Others appeared to be fruity flavors, glistening from their jars in ruby red, emerald green, and royal purple. 
a large bowl of gumdrops appeared too lovely to eat. Each sweet was perfectly formed and dusted uniformly with pearly sugar. Standing on their own were several chocolate Santas of various sizes, wrapped in colorful foil. Ellie went into the shop, leaving the gaggle of children outside. A motherly woman in an apron greeted her and asked what she would like. Ellie requested a bag of gumdrops, and the lady happily complied. Taking a large silver scoop spoon, she filled the brown envelope nearly to the top, folded it over, and handed it straight across the counter. Ellie thanked her, and she nodded, saying, Of course, Merry Christmas. Returning to the front steps, she held out the bag to the children. They crowded around with delight, each one carefully selecting a sweet from the bag. Ellie popped one into her mouth and savored the sugary chewiness. Watching the children, she chuckled at the lot of them, all with the same look of happy concentration on their faces. Gumdrops were delicious, but they took some work to eat. Ellie handed the remainder of the bag to the oldest girl and told them to enjoy the rest. Bobbing their knitted hats up and down in thanks, the children turned and moved down the street towards the village green, dipping into the bag and chattering amongst themselves as they went. Smiling at their childish glee, Ellie followed in the same direction. As she did, she passed the village post office. With its red trim and peaked roof, this was the most darling post office she had ever seen. It was a very busy time of the year for the postal service. There was a steady stream of cheerful patrons going in and out of the front door. Most of them were carrying packages wrapped in brown paper and tied with string. Despite juggling piles of gifts, they stopped to hold the door for each other, calling out warm holiday greetings as they passed. She noticed one woman was standing in front of the outdoor post box. She was dropping one brightly colored card after another into the mail slot. When she was finished, she peeked inside just to make sure none of the envelopes had got stuck. She appeared satisfied and proceeded along the pavement, presumably to complete her next happy seasonal errand. As she passed the post office, Ellie realized she was coming to the single-room schoolhouse, which was another crisply painted white building. This one, however, 
had a small bell tower that summoned children to their classes. School was not in session right now, but she could see a few grown-ups entering the building. The windows glowed with golden light. When they opened the door, a chorus of voices could be heard singing carols inside. She closed her eyes and imagined the biscuits and mulled wine that might be waiting at the conclusion of choir practice. Ellie savored this image for a moment. She opened her eyes when she felt a few cold tingles on her face. To her delight, a gentle snow had begun to fall. She turned and took in the entire high street in a panoramic view. It looked as if the town of Holiday Haven was now cozied up inside a snow globe. She was so happy to be a part of it. The village green was calling to her. She couldn't miss the festivities she had seen from afar all these years. As she neared the village green, she saw the enormous Christmas tree first. Glittering with an impossible number of sparkling ornaments and twinkling white lights, it soared into the sky. The top was so far away that she couldn't imagine a ladder tall enough to put the star on top. However, in Holiday Haven, this obviously was no obstacle. The proud evergreen was dressed as richly on its uppermost branches as it was on the lower ones. Crunching quietly across the snow in her bare feet, she marveled at how she didn't feel the chill. Bringing her fingers up to adjust the silky scarf around her neck, she was amused by the idea that she was covering up her neck, but not her toes. Then, ahead, she spotted the sledding hill. Some of the children from the sweet shop were there, dragging their old-fashioned wooden sleds up the slope, and then laughing wildly as they rode swiftly to the bottom. Danny and his little dog were in the middle of all the fun. Off to the side, Buddy was running up the incline, and then racing the children to the bottom. When each ride was over, he would roll excitedly in the snow, and then shake it off again. A short distance from the hill, a few children were busily engaged in making a snowman. With impressive cooperation, they were rolling and stacking snowballs in graduated sizes. As Ellie watched, they managed to hoist one ball on top of the other until they had completed the head. When it was in place, 
a little boy reached into his pocket and pulled out a couple of buttons and a carrot. The others clapped with approval and then set about carefully placing the items on the face of the snowman. Meanwhile, another industrious friend returned from the nearby woods with some sticks for the arms. In short order, the snowman was complete. The fun continued as children came and went. After a while, Ellie saw that Danny had dusted the snow off of himself and left his sled with a friend. He slowly trudged over to the ice rink where he promised to meet his sister. Ellie drew upon her memory. What had Auntie Jane said the girl's name was? Then it came to her. Ruthie. Her name was Ruthie, and the other little girl was named Meg. Ruthie and Meg were clothed in plaid woolen dresses and wearing capes with hoods. Circling the rink with skill, they talked and laughed together, occasionally stopping to turn and go backwards. Danny watched them patiently, sitting on a nearby bench. He didn't appear to be in a hurry to end their skating time. Nonetheless, Ellie realized that twilight was falling. The tree was glowing ever more brightly, made even more luminous by the cloudy night sky. Ellie walked over to the bench and sat next to Danny, who smiled at her in welcome. The two of them rested there, not saying a word for a few minutes. The snow had begun to fall more quickly, drifting gently from the heavens, as if each unique flake was its own work of art. Danny turned to Ellie and said, I guess you'd better get going or you'll miss your train. At that moment, Ellie knew that it was true. Somehow, she understood that it was time for her to go back to the platform and take her place on the velvet seat in the train carriage. Saying goodbye to Danny, she stood, patted Buddy on the head, and walked away from the rink. She looked back over her shoulder. Ruthie and Meg had joined hands and were turning slowly in a circle giggling with happiness. As she made her way back across the street to the train station, Ellie heard carolers nearby. Looking in the direction of the song, she saw that they were pouring merrily from the open door of the school. Like a beacon, the light inside flooded out into the street ahead of them. Dressed warmly in fleeces and walls, they moved as one, 
harmonizing together to make beautiful music. The train conductor was waiting for Ellie when she arrived on the platform. All aboard, he said to her, tipping his hat and winking in her direction. She nodded at him and smiled. Then she went up the stairs into the train carriage and easily found the seat she had been sitting in when she arrived. Even from the train, she could still hear the carolers. Ellie closed her eyes and listened, willing this moment to last as long as possible. Then a whistle blew. The train lurched ever so slightly, and the lights of the village green began to recede very slowly into the night. A thick veil of snow began to blot them out. It fell so heavily now, and as she leaned her head against the soft red velvet of her bench seat, she sank into a warm and drowsy sleep, enveloped in its silent embrace. She didn't know how long she had dozed, but the snow was still falling when she opened her eyes. As she became more aware of her surroundings, though, she realized that it was not the snow from outside the train window. Rather, it was the flakes hitting the window of Auntie Jane's spare room. Instead of the receding lights of Holiday Haven, it was the street lamps that were the source of the warm glow shining through the storm. Ellie smiled to herself with the realization that her visit to the Christmas village had just been a lovely illusion. It wasn't morning quite yet, though, and she had time left to dream again. She rolled over in the soft bed and pulled the warm covers up to her chin, feeling cozy and snug. And as she drifted back to sleep, she was only dimly aware that she was still hugging a silky soft green scarf in her arms.